0: Whether you know it or not, or believe it or not, you are a soul here to grow. Mm -hmm. You are a spiritual being, you are a ray of God's light. Mm -hmm. There is divine, you are a spark of the divine. Mm -hmm. Whether that's false to you at this time or it's not false to you. So we are at different stages of awakening to that. So yes, absolutely, everyone is growing on the planet and evolving in their soul.
1: Welcome back to Curious Ones Podcast by Andara. If you're new here, welcome to the podcast. I'm Yael Ginsberg, yoga and meditation teacher and personal development coach. Each week you will hear eye-opening interviews with the different teachers of the Yandara Yoga Institute located in beautiful Baja, Mexico, and the other teachers who pass through here. This knowledge is shared to help you live a happier, more fulfilled, and connected life. This week, I have on the podcast the beautiful Mary Trentadu, who was Adyandara for Bhakti Fest together with Govindasan Radha or Jacqueline. And this conversation is more on the metaphysical side. Uh, which I love exploring these different areas. It's so interesting. And we kind of go to the basics about explaining things like what is our aura? How can we interact with our aura? What does our aura say about us? And what actually shows up there? And Mary shares her journey as a healer. She is a direct divine light healer which means that she works with light and light meditation in order to bring in different qualities that we need for our healing. We spoke about the more subtle layers of our being and how we can reach them through something that she introduced from her teacher called calm awareness she also spoke about yoga therapy and how transformative yoga therapy can be so if you're interested in learning about the deeper practice of yoga therapy this could be interesting for you to kind of get an idea of how meaningful it can be and We also spoke about starting before you are ready and knowing the direction we want to go in before we have the skills and then setting our sights on that goal and then learning the skills as we move towards the goal and not waiting to be at the goal in order to learn the skills which i think is such an important quality to bring to life because i feel like anything that's new especially in our lives of course at first we don't know how to do it and there has to be some sort of like leap of faith and trust to start something before you even know how to do it and just to trust that you will figure out how to do it and she shares her story with with that how she got into kirtan from being a nurse and her interesting journey with that so i found it super inspiring for my journey and i hope it will be for yours as well in the very last question she brought up a point that i loved and i have been using it ever since we recorded this episode many months ago when i was in mexico so i definitely recommend for you to stay until the very last question and let us know what you think As usual, if you find any value in this, if you enjoy our podcast, I'll ask you to share, share with friends, with loved ones, even write a review if you feel called. It helps our podcast. It helps us spread the word. It helps us keep going. For me personally, it helps me to know that my words are reaching you guys and that you find value in our creation, that would mean so much to us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for lending us your ears. It means the world. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome back to Curious Ones Podcast by Andara. I'm Yael Ginsberg and I'm so honored to have my guest today, Mary Trentadu. Mary is a nurse and highly trained yoga therapist A divine light healer, a certified metaphysician, sound healer, and kirtan artist. So, welcome to the podcast, Mary. Thank you so much. It's nice to be here. Beautiful Yandara.
0: Yeah. How are you enjoying the Bhakti Fest so far? It's amazing. I just feel like it's so important to take time out of your schedule to refill. Socially, spiritually, um, and doing, doing the things that, that really feed you and feed your soul. So we're eating together in satsang. We're meeting new people. We're doing kirtan every morning, every night, in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. um, sharing these practices, learning from teachers. Um, it's just so important. It's just retreat is so important yeah. to really take longer than, you know, when we have our morning practice or hopefully our daily practice. But then it just adds on retreat. Just Mm -hmm. the layering, the layering. So when we go home, we're just full and we can share. I I love it. (laughs) I feel like
1: it also reminds us of how it feels like to really be full Mm -hmm. when you're so clean. I mean, there's no like alcohol or smoking or anything here. And good food, good the people that you connect with and who are kind of on a similar journey as you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... The singing, the kirtan, yeah. <laughs> all the yoga, all the workshops, all the studying, the learning, like the developing our our mental state, but all but through our
0: heart. There's it's the best, yeah, and really with you know such wonderful people like mm-hmm. going on retreat with your, you know you you don't know the guests we all become friends but like. Mm-hmm finding the practices that you want to retreat with and the people that you want to retreat with. So your teachers or your favorite activities like Kirtan or something, it's, yeah, that's it. I feel like, why vacation? <laughs> vacation without it, without Kirtan, yeah. you know? <laughs> for me yeah, anyway. Yeah.
1: Definitely. I mean, there are so many times yeah. that we go on vacation and mm-hmm. then we come back like totally wiped yeah. out <laughs> and we feel like we need vacation from vacation.
0: yeah. Very full. Yeah. Happy
1: to be here. Yeah, it doesn't happen like (laughs)
0: this. Yeah. (laughs) here,
1: (laughs) Definitely. So I want to start with actually your yoga therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a quote on your website that I thought was really interesting that we can't even fully grasp the immense opportunities for healing through the power of yoga, which is really exciting. That's your quote. So I wanted to know in what ways yoga healed you.
2: Well...
0: I guess I can just start by I started practicing yoga as a form of stretching during marathon training.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I was a, I was a marathon coordinator for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, so raising millions of dollars through the races, you know, team and training. And at lunchtime, we would do um, a video. It was like a, I think, I don't know, was it VHS? Was it a DVD? Like a Rodney Yee DVD. <laughs> it was like, he was the guy on the DVDs. Mm-hmm. And um we was like to stretch. So I had no connect. I had no, it was just stretching. It was, I was a yoga DVD. So it was like literally to help the muscles through all the marathon training. I was the coordinator. I didn't have to run, but I ran with my team to support them Mm. through the, it was like, you know, six month season and all this. Uh Um, and then, um, when, and then at some point that was like in San Diego. And then at some point I like ended up living in Newport Beach, just Orange County. And then a friend was like, hey, come try this class. It's like an old shoe store with like this guy with a beard and he wears all white and he serves like vegan food after. And I was like, this sounds totally bizarre. I'm in. Okay. And then those classes, it was like a lot of breathing and breath. And and then there was moments of stillness and that was like, had an experience of like, what am I feeling right now? Kind of like, So now I, now I think that was connecting with my higher self consciously, but all the breath, all the breath work and all the breathing, it was like, I didn't know, like it just happened to me instead of like knowing consciously, like I was participating in this ancient practice of yoga. It was kind of like, this really funny. Um, And then when I ended up moving back to Encinitas, I very quickly found the soul of yoga, which is a beautiful spiritual center, uh, spiritual yoga center in Encinitas. It's like the heart of Encinitas, soul of yoga. Mm. Um, And, that's where I think I was first exposed to kirtan and um, different yo- yoga, different than just exercise. It was an um, eight limbs studio. So lots of, all of it, you know, not non-dogma studio, but a spiritual yoga studio. So it was just um, getting exposed to that and, and feeling transformation. Um, I mean, I think initially seeking it was like after I was, um, going through like heart healing or heartbreak. And I couldn't get enough yoga classes. I couldn't get enough sound healings. I needed, I needed three classes a day. It was like, I just really needed like, you know, when you're in that place and Mm -hmm. spiritual workshops and all this stuff. And I did a spiritual, my first ever retreat with Tom Kelly, who was a founder of the soul of yoga, him and his wife, Trisha Kelly started the soul of yoga. And it was like a five day retreat called immersion of love. And my like higher self spoke to me in that time. And as well, like, I wrote in my journal, like a higher self-consciousness writing. Like when you're journaling without thinking about it, like I'm going to be a yoga teacher. And I remember I like dropped the pen halfway Mm -hmm. through because I was a nurse working as a nurse at the time. And I was like, what? No, my God. Like, why did I write that? Like, who wrote that? Like, I can't do that. Like, what are my parents going to think? What am I doing? Like, I have so many student loans. Like, what? I can't do that. Like, it was like, it was just this reaction of, um, I dropped the pen, really. Mm -hmm. So like drop the mic. I (laughs) dropped, exactly. Like I literally stopped. Like, I didn't write the A. Like, I was, it was all stream of consciousness after meditating, and then you ask, you know, Mm. yourself to, like, write what's on, whatever. Anyway, so I guess, like, what, what, how did yoga heal me? It was, um, I don't know, it's kind of, like, what aspect of it didn't. I mean, I've definitely been able to, like, witness, um, like, svadhyaya, self-study, where I can reflect back and like, personality attributes, where you're really, like, polishing the personality. Like, having to be right or having to control or, Mm -hmm. um, even the way I speak can come off, not how I mean. And I feel like that's grown a lot as I've grown in yoga. So really like the self-awareness of how, um, has been healed as well. Um, I mean, bhakti yoga, the yoga of devotion. And, and this is what we said, kirtan is a main practice, call and response, chanting, praising the name and, um, musical mantra meditation of kirtan. I mean, what aspect has that not healed? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Every aspect of my life. So where has yoga healed? It's like all everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and with, with bhakti yoga and with yoga, you meet, you meet like-minded people like on retreat. So your yoga studio, your local studio or your kirtan groups, and then you meet satsang. So these are people that share interest in what they even free time, what you want to do is we want to sit around and, and jam. Yeah, and and these are your friends. And also, you were mentioning like, oh, alcohol and smoke and stuff. It's like, I don't know. It's just not a part of my life because mm. there's nothing that feels like kirtan, mm-hmm. honestly. And like, uh, and um, I went to college. I was a college kid. I had alcohol. I got drunk and stuff in my past. But like, the more I just don't even look, reach for it or look for it because like hangovers are horrible. Like, who wants to feel like that? It would mess up my sadhana in the morning. I wouldn't want to get out of bed or like go to nature or be in the sun. So it's, like, all that stuff kind of, like, purifies away. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I mean, if I wanted to have a glass of wine with friends, I would. But I, it's just, I don't know. Yoga just gets in there when you're not looking. Yeah. It, it, you're not even trying to make changes, and all of a sudden you're, like, witnessing, like, changes. Even food choices or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, t- how you treat the environment, how you treat animals, how, how you treat your home you know, Mm -hmm. non-harming, non-harming everything, really. It kind of, like, just sneaks in there. Mm -hmm. So what has yoga healed is, like, (laughs) every honestly, everything. Yeah, because you
1: know what feels good, and then you know if that choice will take you away from that good feeling Mm -hmm. or that waking up in the morning and wanting to do your practice. Yeah. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. And I love what you said about, like, polishing the personality. Mm -hmm. And I really related to what you said about, like, saying words that you don't mean that when you like, when you're talking about something or talking with someone and you're saying words and you're like, wait, no, that's not what I wanted to say. That's, that's not, that's coming. I see, I feel that's coming from kind of like this fear inside me or like wanting them to like me or wanting them, wanting the situation to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing from what you said is that like the practice is helps us be in this center that helps us, uh, consciously choose what we want to do in a way that will make us feel good and aligned.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, right. I, I agree. I think so. And, um, I think just like the growth, spiritual growth is like not having to react or like when you're listening to someone actually listening versus choosing how you're going to rebuttal. Mm-hmm. And that's harsh, the rebuttal. So, so it's like, I think my personality, it's just, I feel like a better person, a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. Like I could look back and be like, wow, I think I've grown a lot here. So, I mean, I think that comes with yoga and that's like healing. Uh, Also like confidence, like immensely. Like when I started chanting, um, I had no intention of sharing it. Mm. And I never imagined, like, singing in front of people. But now it's like, mm-hmm. it's now like you're leading, where's the groups? stage? Yeah, <laughs> It's it's just this – so, like, the chanting, the mantra, obviously, Sanskrit, the mantra, the, the names of the divine, mm-hmm. the, these all have p- powers, healing qualities. And um, chanting and other things light up in our body, our marma points. Marma points are portals of light in the body. So you may have heard of chakras, energy centers, or nadis, the points where the chakras meet this is a part of our subtle body. Um, And so when we chant, our marma points are like lit up and they're kind of making geometric patterns inside the body. Mm -hmm. Marma points are even on the chant itself outside of the body. They're inside Mm -hmm. the body. So it's like this light, vortex of light. So when I started singing, I didn't, Think I would do it. I loved kirtan Mm -hmm. because I had this. You have experience. You go to kirtan and you're like, whoa, what just happened? Or you're so happy, or you start crying. It's just like whatever it is, you just have like some kind of experience. You're like, oh, I want more of this. What was this kirtan thing I just went to? So I just thought I would do it at home, like learn harmonium and like do it at home. And then um, one time I was practicing, and um, the voice said, "You have to do this in class today, like sing in shavasana." And I said, no, no, I don't. Like, why would I do that? And so I brought the harmonium to to it the class. I was subbing the class. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, at least it's not my class. I'm subbing. Mm-hmm. So if I, like, blow it, like, it's not even my class. I'm <laughs> yeah. subbing. So then I I was did the whole class. It was shavasana. I take out the harmonium and I, like, sit down and I, I like, play the first chord. And then um, I just noticed... Just the sweat pouring off of my body, <laughs> and I'm playing the chords. I'm even singing the song. It's one that I'd played and had memorized. So I was like, "Oh, I can do this one." It was a Loka Samastan. I know it by heart. I, I mm-hmm. won't mess up. But while I'm singing it, I'm having this like out of body experience, just watching the sweat just drench the keyboard. Wow. So and then I'm like, "Wow, isn't the human body so fascinating?" Like these nerves. I didn't. I wouldn't sound nervous, but the, the sweat yeah. was pouring all over the keyboard. So <laughs> then it's kind of funny to watch. Like, when did that stop? Mm-hmm. Like just getting used to singing in public and the confidence that comes with it. And then through the chanting, your whole, um, life, I don't know, changes. It's hard to describe, but it's, um, quite a feeling mm-hmm. like there's nothing else happening when I'm leading a kirtan mm-hmm. when you're leading the chant, it's, it's you. And then all the deities have like a different energy. So if I'm chanting to Krishna, there's a, there's a feeling in my body, a mood in the body. If I'm chanting with Shiva, I, my voice changes and, and and then if i'm invoking durga again my voice is different and the mood is different in my body so it's like these deities have these energies and they're like purifying everything and whatever you were worried about before kirtan or you were sad about before kirtan or that was frustrating you it's like after the mantra you can sit and just be like what's left and sometimes nothing mm. is left it really does um purify yeah. and because through
1: the different names of the different deities, mm-hmm. we're evoking different qualities, different energetics, mm-hmm. right, do you, fi- do you really like use that in like certain days, like now I need to be brave, I'm gonna use it? Um,
0: yeah, you can really use it as medicine, mm-hmm. you really can. Um, as well, even just recitation of ma- a mantra in Sanskrit is like that healing quality and property as well. Mm-hmm. And bringing the mind back, bringing the mind back, bringing the mind back. So yeah, you can absolutely use it as medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also, sometimes you don't know what it's going to bring up for you. Yeah. But anytime I've ever sang kirtan, I've never not felt different a little. Mm-hmm. So even if I've really been committed to staying in a bad mood and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to be happy today. <laughs> just commi- I'm going to do my best just to stay grumpy or hold this grudge. It's like, it's always a little different after. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Actually there's a funny story about how I started mm-hmm. leading kirtan. So I brought yes. a harmonium back from India um, in like 2017. And, um, prior to that, I had gone to a Shakti fest mm-hmm. at some point, maybe it was 2016 or maybe it was 2017. I kind of, I must've been 16. And, um, I was in Govindas and Radha, Bhakti Shala. their yoga class. Mm-hmm. So, which is just amazing. Bhakti fest is amazing. You're just going, just like retreat. You're just singing and crying and dancing. And so Govindas was leading class. It was Shavasana. Radha was playing and singing to us. The room had, you know, whatever, 300 people in it. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> and um, I'm laying there and I can say I don't have like visual Shavasanas. It's like when I meditate, it's quite black. I'm just like, my eyes are closed and I'm resting and feeling the energy and just resting. And that Shavasana, Govindas was saying something lovely. And of course, Radha singing like an angel. And I had this image pop up in my head and it said Kirtan Club and bulb lights. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <gasps> like, it was like startling because I don't <gasps> get Images dropped in like this, mm-hmm. and so it was just clearly not mine, and it was just really funny, like the marquee lights, bulb lights, like New York, <laughs> like it was a play or something. It said uh-huh. Kirtan Club, and I was like, I have to start a Kirtan Club. I have to do that. I have to, I have to start a Kirtan at the Soul of Yoga. It has to be like weekly. It's you know really inspired by Monday Night Kirtan at the Back to Yoga Shala, and like bringing this to people. Mm-hmm. So then I had a meeting with the owner of the Soul of Yoga, Ryan, and I said we had a meeting like at lunch or something. And I was like, hi, I want to start a weekly kirtan. It's called kirtan club. And he was like, okay, like, when can you start? So say this meeting was like, um, June or something. I was like, um, October, June, June, July, August, September, October. It must've been, um, May. Mm -hmm. So I like six, I was like, I met with him in May. And then, um, I was like, okay, October, you know, sixth or something. He was like October. I'm like, yeah. He's like, how about, um, July. I'm like, no, no, it has to be October. He's like, how about like September? Like, let's get this started. I'm like, no, I really need October. He's like, why? And I said, well, I don't know how to play the harmonium yet. <laughs> and he was like, okay. Oh. So I got a teacher and I just worked every day. I learned every week with her. And then I also started, um, six, uh, so Govindas ha, which is Kirtan training at the Bhakti Yoga Shala. And it was six weekends, mm-hmm. 10 hours a weekend. Leading up to the six weekends ended the Sunday before my first kirtan club, which was on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So six weekends was my last bit of training with him practicing. And previously I trained with another person for five months, like once a week meeting and learning the mantras. And and then the kirtan training ended and then kirtan club started. So then it was just like after that, it was oh. up and running. But it was just hilarious that I like booked. I booked this mm-hmm. with that. I did not know how to play the harmonium. Wow. So it was like an internal, and like that I learned it. I learned it mm-hmm. and was able to do it. It was just like really divine. Yeah. And the inspiration was divine. It was like dropped in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing is like really funny. It's cute.
1: That's an amazing story. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really inspiring. And I'm just thinking like where what gave you this confidence to go to a yoga teacher that you admire and respect and you go to his, uh, you know, his uh, retreats and... Offer him to do something that you don't even know how to do yet. <laughs> how did I get confidence to ask Brian, yeah, the owner to, of the Soul Yoga, even
0: take on this responsibility to do it? I don't know. That was totally divine inspiration. Like it was like I was filled with so much prana, mm. and it wasn't like mine. I my idea. It was like I had to do it.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I don't know. Yeah. Usually you think you'd know what to you'd know how to do it before you book it. <laughs> I did it wasn't. It was like I'm doing wow. it. It was like I didn't know how to play the harmonium at all. I didn't know one note on the keyboard like mm-hmm. any of them. Yeah. Wow. It was like that shavasana was like yeah.
1: I mean yeah. I I can relate because when I offered to do this podcast for Andara, which is a school <laughs> that I really admire. Yeah. I had no idea how to do a podcast. I didn't know how to interview. I didn't know how and to like, here you are. Yes, and I mean I think that's amazing. Like we really have to go for things even before we know how to do it. But I think that it's hard, you know, like, um, I don't mean to like, um, I don't want to put anybody down, but I feel like a lot of people would be afraid to, to do something like that. So, I mean, what, what word of advice would you give people?
0: Um, I think there's a feeling, there's a feeling that was, um, divine guidance. It was like a different feeling. Mm -hmm. The, the energy behind it was different and the like, um, it was like, not my idea. Mm -hmm. It was like, um, fulfilling something I was here to do, like a Dharmic calling. Um, I mean, I probably was nervous. I, it's hard to remember now because that was back our first, my first time I did Kirtan Club was two thousand eighteen, and now it's twenty twenty two. So mm. we've been, you know, it's been going yeah. ever since. Um, but um, I think it's it's um, feeling, learning, learning to feel, you know, divine inspiration, and then you're kind of like, well, wait, how do you know if it's your idea or if it's divine inspiration? Sometimes you try, you try it. And if it doesn't work out or it's too difficult, you're like, oh, okay, well, I tried, you know, and then maybe another inspiration comes in. So I feel like you do have to kind of try. Yeah. Um, And it's not bad to try and not work out because it's like, oh, okay, well, that wasn't the right path. Like we do, like we do at mm-hmm. jobs. Like sometimes we take jobs or we're doing jobs and we're not, we're, we're feeling like it isn't a good fit or we're feeling like this isn't really the great path or I don't really want to be here every day. Mm -hmm. Then you try it again and you're like, "Mm, okay, so it wasn't the office at the same job. It wasn't the people. It's me. Like something inside me is, isn't feel like energized at work or when I want to go, like really want to go here and serve here really a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of what happened with me with nursing inside the facilities. It was just like, even if I changed organizations um, internally, like there was um yeah. a sad a sadness, a, a not contentment. It was like internal. So then you're like, well, not, what not? what do I do? Like, you know, you, I need to pay rent, I need to do this. I need to, you know, it's like we were I'm a, I'm an independent female. Mm-hmm. So what do I, you know, what do you do? But you want you want to be happy every day. like everyone deserves to be happy every day. So, yeah, I definitely never thought it was possible to have yoga or yoga therapy, or healing, or kirtan, in any way, like, something that could, that I could do, Um, and also not have other jobs, to Mm -hmm. you know, to, like, like, I don't know, I was was definitely, like, I can't quit being a nurse, or being unhappy here, because I, how, how the heck could you, how does yoga do, how could I do this, so that was, um, quite surprised Mm
1: -hmm. that's so (laughs) beautiful what you said because I totally agree and I I feel like I want everybody to know this like there it's so conditioned in us that we have to do certain types of work and that's considered successful like you know being a doctor a lawyer or something like that and then we get to those places and then were not happy. Like I used to yeah. work as an interior designer and everybody around me was telling me like, wow, you're so lucky to have this opportunity. Yeah. But I wasn't happy. And it was it took me a while to realize that because everybody was telling me like I'm lucky to have this opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Um and then was really when I noticed how important it is to be aligned with what you're doing like it could be an amazing job but if mm-hmm. it's not right for you yeah. then it's never going to work.
2: Yeah. And
1: I also see that about um about you know when you're working with somebody and they're not doing a great job and everybody's like angry at them. Um and <laughs> and the boss is like no but I'm not going to fire them like they need this opportunity and I'm thinking but Keeping them here in a job that they're not doing well, that isn't right for them is so much more of a disservice than like telling them to go find their their way.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And this is um, the Kirtan Club feeling was um, very similar to the feeling that I had that that made me. Enroll in yoga therapy program. Mm -hmm. So I had um, the job as a nurse ended like kind of suddenly, and I was very surprised, you know. And then after that, I like immediately went home and like got on a job search website to like look up jobs as a nurse. But everything in my body was like, "What are you doing?" Like first of all, this this just happened. Close the computer, but I couldn't even look at them. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even now look or apply for another job. It was just so no, and I was like, "Okay, I need to like." So I don't know what's, I have no idea what's happening right now, but like I can't do do this right now.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: my, one of the directors of the yoga therapy program at the Soul of Yoga said, hey, you, I know you've helped and assisted other 200 hour programs. I actually need a hand. We're starting a 10 day, you know, yoga therapy training program. And it's part of like, you know, a thousand hours. That's a 10 day like anatomy. And um they, they, they called it like soul of body. So it wasn't just about anatomy, it was about all this stuff, karma and rebirth, and reincarnation. It was like different parts of um, your life, soul of body. So it was a big 10 day. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I do really like trainings. And I mean, you need to help. So I can, I can help you. Like, what do I have to do? So it was like total seva and, you know, opening studio, closing studio, getting the presenter's tea, stuff like this. And I think it was like the second or third day. I was like sitting there and listening. And my whole body was like filled with prana. It was like, I almost couldn't blink. Mm. It was a... I don't think I've ever felt it again since. It was mm-hmm. just this like this current, this like yeah,
1: you know, life force.
0: Uh, yeah, it yeah. was like totally stimulate. I was like, "Whoa, like what's going on?" And so for me, that was like you have this is where you're supposed to be. Like do this. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the next day, I, for some reason I remember that was a Wednesday. I like woke up and it was like the only day I've had to wake up with an alarm. I always just wake up like mm-hmm. with the sun. And I was like oh, like, I think I used too much of the product yesterday. Like, it was this – but it was, like, such an affirmation. Like, if spirit talks to you, like, it, sometimes it, – it, I don't know, that feeling. Mm-hmm. So then I, like, immediately enrolled in yoga therapy program, which is a 1,000 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't know – I didn't know the future. I didn't know how this was going to work or what even a yoga therapist did mm-hmm. or, like, I just didn't know. And so then there was, like, well, I have – I mean, yeah, it's scary. I have, I have a family. I have brothers. I have parents. It's, mm-hmm. like, you have to tell them, like, well, I'm – Decide, I don't, I'm not going to look for another job as a nurse. You know, it's like, and then all of that, what? Yeah. Th- that comes from the making these decisions. Yeah. So there's, there's like, you know, of course, there's a little bit of fear, but the, the sign, the feeling was like. Yeah. I was going to say, it's wow. really about that feeling. It's, it, it was Our sad. whole yeah. body shows us what is the right path for us. It right? was, it was something. I mean, I haven't had another feeling like that since. Mm-hmm. So that was like a really, um, tangible one mm. and then like kirtan club was like this like image but that yeah that was um that was something so then i mm-hmm. i just did the program and yeah i did it
1: <laughs> i mean i feel like that was a really intense experience that you had but even in the small moments mm. our body is always telling us like what, yes w- or exactly, not, yeah. yes or no mm-hmm. and it, it's it translate as a feeling like does yeah. it feel like expansive for me it's like an expansion or a contraction, contraction.
2: yeah
0: yeah and i think that's part of yoga healing is um Can you listen Mm -hmm. and um, can you feel it? Yeah. And one of my teachers, um, Indu Aurora, she's one of my favorite people to to sit with. Um, She said the language of the subtle body is calm awareness. So just like if you were speaking to me in Japanese, I couldn't do this podcast with you. (laughs) So if if I'm not in calm awareness, I can't speak to my subtle body. I can't feel Mm. the energy centers or the rivers of energy or... No, you know, so it's, it's, we, it's our job to bring ourselves to a state where even communication is possible mm-hmm. and all of yoga brings us there. Yeah. And it's including what you consume yeah. mentally, ears, eyes, mouth, what you consume, how you, tr- yeah, everything.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so true yeah. because the, you know, like what we spoke about before, the alcohol, the fast food, or TV, the sugar, it's, or the TV, it's any, it, yeah, it numbs it. Mm-hmm. It kind of like takes us away. F- it takes us to the heights and then you're not able to really feel the subtle.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't I always feel. But I feel like that's from your first question today was how did yoga heal you or something? Well, it's like, <laughs> what isn't it healing? Because you yeah. could just keep mm-hmm. experiencing life. I love that mm-hmm. calm awareness. Calm awareness is the language of your subtle body. Mm. So you meet, you get, you meet it there by bringing yourself to calm awareness and then communion is even possible.
1: Exactly. Wow. I love that so much. So much. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, I'm quickly interrupting the episode to extend an invitation. If you are interested in deepening into any of the subjects we talk about on the podcast, we offer many different experiences on our beautiful grounds here in Baja, Mexico, from nine-day modules such as sound healing and yoga nidra, to breath and meditation, as well as two or 300-hour yoga teacher trainings and many different shorter retreats. Check out our website, yandara.com, to see all the information about the different experiences. Let's get back to the episode. Well, Mary, I would love to speak with you about your healing work. Okay. Um, so you are a
0: direct divine light healer. Yeah. Could you please explain what that is? Sure. Um, so I'm part of a metaphysical school. It's called um, Spiritual Arts Institute. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where I learned about my the aura and study metaphysics um i think i've been in the spiritual arts institute since 2014 or 2015 so quite a while and the the classes run you know six week classes and then a little bit of then a few weeks off six week classes a few weeks off and the kind of joke is like it's the school you never graduate from because (laughs) it's like metaphysics it's like you just continually learn can always deepen somewhere. You you just keep learning, yeah, different topics and things. So the main, you know, the main teaching and the basis of it is really teaching about your aura Mm. and um, how the aura is the blueprint of your life. So the aura is this energy field around you. Mm -hmm. And if you took a snapshot of it, it would show everything about you, like your mood right now, your energy, um, emotions, mental state. Um, even what you're good at. So, so say you're, um, you know, um, you're doing this production, you're inspired to do that. And you have like, you had light blue, powder blue in your aura. It means you're you're having inspiration Mm -hmm. or say you had like a lot of turquoise in your aura that shows, um, giving and receiving of abundance. Mm -hmm. So a lot of abundance in your life. So it's kind of like a snapshot. So if I got in an argument yesterday, um, there would be, Defiled energies, showing the anger argument in mm-hmm. in here. If I was lying to you right now, there would be like snake, snaky, mustardy, dark colors coming out of my literally throat chakra, wow. showing lying, <laughs> deceit. Wow. So it's kind of like whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. it's changing. It's changing your aura. So the good thing, wow. the best thing about your aura is you can change it. Okay. Which is. <laughs> Phew, yeah. So whatever every word, act, thought, and deed you do either enhances or defiles energy. Just think of like everything's mm. energy. So this conversation's energy is uplifting. I'm feeling so energized. True. I'm feeling happy. It's a com- it's a mm. it's a nice exchange. Um talking about something different or having a different energy between each other that has energy too. So if you're yeah. lying, it has a different energy. So if you're sad, if you're crying, you know. So um every thought, word, act or deed changes energy uplifts or detracts mm-hmm. from your aura. So in this metaphysical school we learn specific light prayers, light meditation, higher self meditation to bring in light mm-hmm. rays that we want to help change to change our life. So their first book is called Change Your Aura Change Your Life. Mm-hmm. So it's how to work with divine light. So wow. it's not just a pretty color. Divine light is actually the conduit of consciousness. So you're bringing in living consciousness of this energy. So turquoise I mentioned is the light ray of prosperity, Mm -hmm. but it isn't just a pretty color light. It's the conduit of consciousness, kind of like a cable carries it kind of like a cable is a conduit for the electricity inside. So the light ray is actually, so it's real, it's living energy. So once you, yeah. So once you bring it into your aura, you can lose it. Mm -hmm. Say if we're using the money example, you could lose it by, um, um, Worrying about money, getting a bill and worrying and, and, you know, freaking out. You kind of like lost it. Mm-hmm. And then you can meditate with turquoise again, but then like change the way you look and feel and think about money or abundance. It's kind of like you wow. can, until you integrate it and really use it, you, you know, it's kind of like you, you could let it go as well. Yeah. So our approach to it and the way that we think about it can change its effect on us. Um, kind of like you have to, well, I have like to think of it as, um, Like you go to the grocery store and you fill up your fridge. Mm -hmm. You could let everything in the fridge go bad. Right. All the vegetables Mm -hmm. wilt and die. And so – or you could remember you have a full fridge and then use it. Yeah. So meditating with the light ray that you want in your life or that you need and then then using it to act differently, think differently. Mm -hmm. So you basically apply the light Mm -hmm. to your life. You don't just meditate with it and then immediately get worried again or do the same. You Mm -hmm. kind of use it to – Apply it to like the areas of your life. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I want to ask first before uh, about: Do you see
0: auras? I do not see auras, <laughs> but our the founder of the institute does. Her name is Barbara mm-hmm. Martin, and she's a mystic clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. So her books, you know, explain her whole story. She started seeing auras, you know, as a toddler, and wow. so so she's a very enlightened soul. So mm-hmm. she's come many many lifetimes, just like we've all come many lifetimes. But yeah. she came with these gifts already. So meaning she's so evolved soul that the, these mystic gifts are already in place when you're, mm-hmm. so you come into it. So I don't see your aura now. Amazing. I was gonna <laughs> ask, you're like, aura? how does it look? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Somebody told me once I have red, but you're saying that um, um, red it changes.
0: It does change. And, and in metaphysics, red would be energy. Um, so yeah, you'd have tons of it. Like, you know, purple <laughs> under your feet would mean peace. Oh, cool. You know, your heart chakra would be resonating energy. And that's also giving and receiving of the energy. So there's so many, mm-hmm. so many colors and they all have consciousness. So you, yeah. you wouldn't just have one.
1: Mm-hmm. Beautiful.
0: Color. So going back to what you said before this. Um,
1: so how do we work with that? How do we call in a certain energy? How mm-hmm. do we really
0: um, keep it? How do we um, expand it? Mm-hmm. So there's um, specific... Prayers and invocations, and um, a way to meditate with the light. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's even a posture how you sit, really, and um, the prayers that you say, bringing in bringing in the light rays. And um, the Spiritual Arts Institute teaches it all, mm-hmm. as well as in all their books. So if you went on Amazon and looked up um, Barbara Martin books or Stuff like this change your aura, change your life. Book mm-hmm. they've um, you'd find it, and there's like ways to do it. The best way, I mean, to learn it would be training with the institute. They have like online classes as well, but you, you know the books would give you kind of like the steps to to meditate with the light and kind of how to call it in and different things like this. Wow! So it's my morning, my morning part of my morning practice is a light meditation every day, mm-hmm. and you get to you really feel and get to know and commune with your angelic teachers. So the archangels are responsible and have legions of angels that are downring light to us. So we get to like Mm -hmm. work with them and feel them and feel the light coming in. Mm -hmm. So over time you start to be sensitive to the light and feel it. And each Mm -hmm. light ray can even feel different. So with dedicated, you know, practice, meditation practice, you could start to feel, um, and see the light. Um, and then once you've meditated, you, you just apply it, you apply it to your life. So say, you know, you were bringing in, um, peace and you, you do, you do the light meditation with the deep purple ray. And then you, you do, you feel different, like effective meditation is you always feel different after you feel the peace, you feel it. Mm -hmm. But then when when you go out with the day, the things that were triggers for you, instead of being triggered, you apply the light by keeping in the peace Mm. or like not being worried when a bill comes, you're using like a different perspective and yeah. applying what you just called in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we'll, I'll still do meditation every day, mm-hmm. light meditation every day. So it's not like, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've applied it all. I'm good. It's yeah. like, it's that time to like commune with your teachers, your angelic mm-hmm. teachers, the angels and growing, you're growing your aura, building, building your, your aura. Mm-hmm.
1: So there is an element of kind of trust and belief in, in, that it's there because it can be it can be hard if you're getting a big bill and you're like no but I meditated on this I'm not going to be mm-hmm. worried now you know it's not yeah. easy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean but see we we're in the world and we do have bills. Mm-hmm. We have to pay them. Um so yeah there is definitely a trust and it's not just meditating with the light and sitting back and thinking someone's going to pay your bills mm. but taking right action. Yeah. and bringing even the light into your work and and knowing that service is going to help you pay your bills, but you're so yeah, you don't, I don't just sit at home, put the feet up. It's like this, (laughs) you know, the divine inspiration. Maybe you need motivation. Maybe you need that light to help you move, to make action, to make, to -hmm. make things happen, um, to be connected with the right kind of work for you. Yeah. To, to get that job interview, to build confidence in job interviews. I mean, Mm -hmm. the really like light does it all. Yeah. And whether, whether you know about your aura or you know about divine light or not, it's still there, mm-hmm. so you may have never had this conversation before, but all of your thoughts, words, act, and deeds are still changing your aura all the time. Oh. So, even when you you've, you don't know it, it's still mm-hmm. happening. Um, people that do a lot of service, you know, that's obviously positive energy. It's bringing it in, but like everything we do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whether you ever never heard the word aura or not, it's it's yeah. it's changing and it's and you're evolving spiritually. Yeah. So, so aura, would you say it's like kind of our energetics? It's a the blueprint. Mm-hmm. the blueprint of your life it's a, um, your energy field around you yeah mm-hmm.
1: amazing and how do you work with other people helping them with their aura
0: yeah um well as once you go through the classes and after you train it's like a minimum i think it might be a minimum of 4 years i can't remember exactly then you have built your aura up enough to be able to hold the light and you take i took a divine light healing certification and in order order to be sort, certified, so four years minimum training mm-hmm. for the certification, wow. then the teachers check you out clairvoyantly mm-hmm. to see, can I hold the light? And if you can, if the if the angelic teachers are connecting with me and they see that clairvoyantly, then I can be a direct divine light healer. If the teacher I, sees your connection to Yes. Okay. So you're I was um observed, checked Mm -hmm. out like clairvoyantly to see, am I making the connection Mm -hmm. with the angelic teachers? If I wasn't, then I wouldn't be certified at that time. I just would need to work more and build more. So then the next year I'd get another opportunity to, Mm -hmm. to be certified or not. So um, it takes a lot of time and practice and dedication to build your, Mm -hmm. my energy up enough to hold the light and then do it. So then um, there's lots of ways. I mean, the main way is is a divine light healing where you'd lay down and, and I'd call in the light rays,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, for you and intuition as well as you tell me what's up for you and then knowing which light to apply. Mm -hmm. And then you just like any other energy healing, you lay down and relax and see You need something more, you need something less. Um, you would just get, you would just lay down like on a massage table and relax. And then I do the light healing for on, in you. I, so when I'm doing a light healing, I'm not the, I'm not the healer. Mm -hmm. I'm the conduit for healing. Okay. So once we start the healing, you know, the first thing I say is thank you for allowing me to be a conduit of, of thy mm-hmm. healing. So I'm holding the light. I'm able to be there to, so that the holy ones can connect with me and downwrite the light. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know how to make this connection. I made the, the connection, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm not the healer. I'm not.
1: It just goes through. I'm, you. um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's not me. Does the
1: patient, <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> the client, <laughs> the client. Yeah. um,
0: can they ask for certain energies? Sure. Mm-hmm. They would normally ask when, in a way that they'd say, you'd say, I'm really worried mm-hmm. lately or um, I'm getting over the sickness or um, my doctor just gave me this diagnosis. And mm-hmm. so, or I'm just, I'm really tired today. And, um, oh, I also want a new job. And, oh, I, I, I feel like I need more money. Mm-hmm. So you talk to me yeah. and tell me what's up for you. And then you then you just yeah. relax. And then you see what they need. I, yeah. I listen yeah. and uh, then they relax.
1: Have you found like that it helps with healing disease in the body?
0: Um, yeah. Well, yeah. The, so you have a lot more than just your physical body. Of course. So your spiritual anatomy and part of your spiritual anatomy, you know, takes on everything first. Hmm. If at that point, And then it will come into the physical body. So kind of like, so kind of like your aura first, if something's going to come into your life, it's in your aura first. So that's why working directly with the light is great because it can kind of bring it into your life even faster. Mm It has to be in your aura before it's in your life. So same same like Mm -hmm. with sickness, there's a part of our spiritual anatomy that is here to support the physical body. But once it gets even too run down, then it comes into the physical body. So working with light and in general, like your whole life, like supporting your physical body, there's. It's part of your spiritual anatomy um would would um almost get sick first before you even do. Mm. So, I mean, absolutely, right? Living and and using the light and um as well as other ways. So it's not just divine light that you stay healthy or be healthy, but so working with the light, yes, can help in all aspects, not just emotions and of course physical, physical healing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. So
1: Wow, that's incredible! So the, actually, what we're experiencing in our body, and I I know this to be true, first is we're experiencing in our energetic body, yeah, and then it just manifests in the body. Like, yeah, it's that's so one way to common. Put it. Yeah, it's mm. so common to see like a rash or something when we're nervous or mm-hmm. I had um, a spasm in my back when I was fighting with my sister. Like it's yeah, so common. The body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was so obvious that the, the reason wasn't physical. It was
0: something that was happening with me. Yeah. So that's like, this is where kind of jumping all the topics, but um, this is a lot what yoga therapy is. Mm-hmm. So you have a shoulder pain. And you go to doctors and they do MRI, they do x-rays, they do you go to PT, you're like, no, I have a deep pain in my shoulder, but nothing's showing. Mm-hmm. And then you come to a yoga therapist and say, hey, I have this pain in my shoulder. They're here, all the x-rays, nothing's wrong, but I have this deep pain in my shoulder. So then I listen. Maybe the story about your sister or fighting with your sister comes up. Maybe it doesn't at that session, but we we see you as a whole being. You're not mm-hmm. just a diagnosis. You're not a cancer diagnosis or you're not a shoulder pain you're a whole being. So with yoga therapy, we see you as a whole being. So you you have energy centers, you have an emotional body, you have spiritual anatomy, you have physical needs. All of this is part of you. Um and in in the session, listening, um different tools are applied to to address or meet the shoulder. And maybe in that session, maybe in you know the third session, it comes out that like, "Oh my gosh, I just had this message to like I need to contact my sister uh, you know what I haven't talked to her in five years we had a really bad fight and then maybe you do and maybe the shoulder pain goes away it's yeah. it's but I mean it could not be that simple or that complicated it's kind of like that's that's basically what yoga therapy yeah. is is seeing you as a whole being and, and it's not one specific session mm-hmm. it could be a lot of the subtle.
2: Mm-hmm. It could be
0: um, yoga nidra, um, body sensing, listening. It could be light meditation. It could be a light healing. It could be chanting. It could be mudras or hand positions that change mm-hmm. energy in the body or bring energy in the body. Um, so, yeah, a lot of yoga therapy doesn't even have an asana in it. You're thinking of yoga asana mm-hmm. like a warrior too. That might not happen ever if we mm-hmm. work together. It might happen, say, if you're building confidence and mm-hmm. and I'm feeling like, oh, you being in a warrior two, maybe chanting Ram in a warrior two would, would start to kick up the fire and get you working on that. Con- so it's, it's all like, yeah. So that's what yoga therapy is. It's like, you're not just a shoulder pain or you're not just a diagnosis. You're a whole being, a complex, beautiful being. Um, and your soul and your body's intelligence is beyond our comp- my comprehension. Mm-hmm. So how do we get your body into a state where healing is possible? Your body's intelligence which is absolutely not me.
1: Because it's really like these, so it's so subtle, these energetics. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, it it is different subjects, but it's all the same. It's, mm-hmm. it's ways to reach our subtle body. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different ways. And it, I think we can't really know what is the way that we need to reach that subtle aspect of ourselves until, you know, it's like you have to try a few things and then something reaches it. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, it can be spontaneous. I mean, it could even be spontaneous mm-hmm. with um with the direct divine light healing. It could be spontaneous with one yoga therapy session. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, like in these sessions and working with, you know, clients and yoga therapy, it's like I'm so energized to do it because seeing them and the changes in their life and how they feel, it was just like so much more than I could have done in other fields mm-hmm. and um, being able to help someone find it in themselves. So basically the goal of yoga therapy is to not have you as a client anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're empowered and, or that thing moved and now you're on your own. So basically you're, you're using, I mean, I have teachers and, he, and healers and therapists of my own, like yoga. So you, it's, it's nice to have a guide and it's helpful to have a teacher and then you, you know, you use it and move through life with it. So um, really to empower someone, even just to feel different. In one session, yeah. they could say, my stress my stress just went from a nine to, to a one. Mm. I'm like, yeah, like, or I get a text in the morning, like, it's the first night I slept all night. I just, yeah. these mean everything to me. Everything. I just look, I just look at the yeah. phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. It's amazing. To be able to alleviate some Hel- – Just help them yeah. empower themselves mm-hmm. to let that natural state of healing come in, yeah. Um, to build your own resilience, yeah. your body's resilience, emotional resilience, mental resilience, really all about, mm-hmm. about that. So when another stress comes in your life, w- which it will because we're yeah. humans living on earth, right. you've built the resilience that that stress doesn't do what it used to do. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning of the interview with like how did, how did your life heal – well, things can come my way and they don't shake me mm. like they will, but they do yeah. at different degrees. Um, but but how I meet things is mm-hmm. even different. So different yeah. from um different states of awareness. And I'm I'm a, a baby soul. So who knows what I'll be like, you know, at eighty or who, who I'll be like at the next life. But just even acknowledging yeah. like, I don't know anything. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I don't know anything. I feel like you're a baby soul. I mean, I, I sure. Are we all, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> Who knows? Enlightened. I. i no. <laughs> no. I mean, I think that's probably the a big step. I would say you're
1: maybe like a medium, a, soul. a teenager. Yeah.
0: Okay. We'll go with the teenager
1: salt. I would say like 20s in the 20s. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. I'd never want to go through college again, but that's fine. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I think I have a long way to grow. I don't know and you as, enough, but ascend. Yeah. I yeah. can say I'm blessed to, to remember. Yeah. In this life to to be on this path. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wow, what if what if I was doing these things at eight mm-hmm. years old? Like, you know, so it's we'll have like different greasy. D- yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like anyone who got to wake up in the morning and do that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Do you feel like anybody can
1: be a healer, connect to auras and guides and all of that?
0: Yeah, I think um we Well, whether you know it or not or believe it or not, you are a soul here to grow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You are a spiritual being. You are a ray of God's light. Mm-hmm. There is divine. You are a spark of the divine, mm. whether that's false to you at this time or it's not false to you. So we are at different stages of awakening to that. So, yes, absolutely. Everyone is growing on the planet in evolving in their soul. Now, how many times you come back to reach the end of your journey is, so my teachers, um, Barbara Martin, um, and Demetri Moraitis wrote a book. It's called, um, um, Carmen Reincarnation, the guide to your 800 lifetimes or something like that. So they're kind of roughly throwing out the 800. Mm -hmm. So where am I in 800? (laughs) I don't know if we're halfway there, maybe 400, 400 to go. So it's like kind of hard to think about. Maybe not. Maybe we're in the 700s. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But um, um, yes, I do believe every single person. And so you'll meet people who are like very closed off to the spiritual at this. They're like, oh, I die. Or maybe I die, go to heaven, but I'm done. I get one, I'm one and done. You know, that's good for them. That's where they are. So I'm not going to argue with them or talk Mm -hmm. to them about it because that's where they are. That's like, that's the level they're vibrating at. Mm. That's their consciousness. So if I'm vibrating at a different level, it's not even, it's not gonna help. I'm not going to argue with you yeah. because um, I recognize you're a soul on your journey. So if you're awakened to this now, that's great. We can talk about it, but, but, but I'm not going to like convince someone that they're that they, yeah, they're gonna die, but they're not their physical body and they're gonna come back and maybe next time they're gonna like <laughs> know they're awakened and want to ascend. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that I those words would never come out of my mouth. However, yeah. if I knew this now, but I was somehow younger, Mary before yoga, mm-hmm. she would argue. Mm-hmm. She would need to be right and tell them. Mm-hmm. So now this, this me is like hearing it, recognizing it. I leave it. Yeah. It's not, it's not um. Yeah, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes. They're perfect on their journey. I can't you can't rush anyone's journey. I can't rush my own. Mm -hmm. So I have plenty to grow. I'm that's why I say baby soul. I'm plenty to to ascend. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a spiritual aspirant. I am aware that I'm growing. I want to grow. Mm -hmm. So I can do everything I can to grow. I could also be lazy. Yeah. And I am both. I I can put this first and I could also get put it not first. So really like your mm. priorities with spiritual growth, but I, I also am in the world and mm-hmm. have other desires and, and, and aspirations too. So it's kind of like, yeah, yes. So the answer is yes, everyone can mm-hmm. grow and is growing whether they agree with me or not. Mm-hmm. And, or they, they think they're, they have a soul in there or they don't. Yeah. Everyone is. Definitely.
1: <laughs> Definitely. I know I completely understand what you mean because this place of being content with yourself and understanding everybody is has their own unique journey means that you kind of let go of this need to convince them of your point of view and you Mm -hmm. just um if you know something with full confidence you have no need to convince somebody else of it Mm -hmm. you know
0: what i mean but i also can't rush them mm-hmm, right like um Yogrishi. is, is it, have you talked to? are you talking to him i have yesterday okay great oh <laughs> i would love to be in the room with that. <laughs> i just love was. him my goodness these are the so people good. that like to sit with them now mm-hmm. to sit with people like Yogrishi or Indu aurora or any you know and um everything that comes out of their mouth mm. i can appreciate as like integrating everything i've ever heard about yoga mm. he's he's Ayurveda, the gunas, yoga philosophy, yoga poses, mudras, marmas, the nadis, the chakras, in one answer. Yes. (laughs) So I'm sitting with these people, I was like, it's like I need need bigger space to even hear what they're saying. You know what I mean? I just love sitting with him, so I'm sure you just... Yeah. It's just so cool yeah. because it's so integrated, that wisdom. And I think as um like learning about it here, mm-hmm. we have to break everything up into chapters. Yeah. So there's a chakra book,
2: mm-hmm.
0: energy center book. There's an asana book. There's um. is over here. Oh, the gunas is, are over here. The pranas are over here, but they're not.
2: Mm-hmm. So then eventually right. in
0: your study, you get to the, you can some, uh, hopefully at some point be like, oh yeah like but we put them in different books so yeah. then we're like oh Arabic is over here they're not involved with this right. but it isn't it's it is all like it's I'm just like my mind thing. is like <laughs> <laughs> like I just love sitting with him
1: that's so true yes <laughs> we put it into like we differentiate it so that we can understand it and, and it grasp isn't. it but it isn't no that's so true mm. I love it all of it aren't we so lucky to be here
0: yeah <laughs> we're we are so lucky mm-hmm Oh, to be souls in a body, yes. to be here yeah. on earth. And to be on
1: this on this path, like I feel so energized by learning about all these things. Yeah. Like, it excites me. And you were saying like sometimes you're lazy, sometimes you're really motivated. But it's like these things make me so excited and so happy to learn about it. Then, yeah, of course, some days I'm tired, but like yeah. I'm always finding my way back to learning and growing because yeah. it just is like fills me up.
0: Yeah. I think that's a sign that, um, like to keep going and those things that give energy versus leave you depleted, that's Mm -hmm. go there. Yeah. So after yoga therapy sessions or after light healings or anything, I'm like more energized. than when I started Mm -hmm. and other jobs can absolutely felt different. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could honestly sing kirtan for like 12 hours. Okay. Uh, we would do sometimes bhakti yoga shala, like a six hour kirtan or something, and I would play what? drums the whole time. I didn't get hungry, I didn't have to pee, oh didn't make sense. I should have probably stood up, but I didn't. I just played the drums for everyone. For, it's oh just like it, there's this other presence that you're just like mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah,
1: amazing. Well, Mary, I feel like I can talk to you for hours. Yeah, it's fun um, to talk about, but you really want to go to the class. <laughs> How yeah. can I let you well, Yogi she's doing a fire
0: ceremony. <laughs> I
1: just love to be a student. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, we'll go over the closing curiosity questions quickly. And oh, yeah, then, no, you, can, you don't have to rush. And then um, I would love for you to sing us a little song. Okay, we'll see. Um, so the first question is, what is something you've changed your mind about?
0: Well, I don't know. It's, this is going to be like a super yogic answer, but um, my body decided I was a vegetarian Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: that is not something my mind decided it was another one of those things I was like sitting outside of the bhakti yoga shala after one of these kirtan trainings that were in person and I and there's a there's a restaurant there it was on Arizona street and the restaurant was called like tender greens or something Mm -hmm. and I was eating an ahi salad like seared ahi fish with salad and stuff so I always was eating like healthy clean like to me clean food and everything Mm -hmm. and I was eating the salad outside of the bhakti yoga shala and this is like I don't know Third or fourth in person, fifty hour, sixty hour uh, kirtan training. So Mm -hmm. so much mantra, and I'm eating the salad with the fish, and then internally I hear, "Oh, this is your last fish," and Mm -hmm. I was so it's like it's like again that voice that sometimes I hear it, and it was like, "Hmm, that's so interesting. This is like your last fish." Mm It was a very random day, like non-significant lunch. It was just sitting on the bench outside of the Bhakti Shala, And it was just like this voice. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm Italian. I was raised Italian. I mean, raised in America as an Italian, like always meat. It's just clean food. My parents didn't fry food. We cooked mm-hmm. every dinner, but it was always me. So it was like a really, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. So it was like, my mind was changed from inside. Mm. And meanwhile, I thought I was just there to learn, learn kirtan, but <laughs> these hours and hours and hours of chanting and chanting and, and yoga. And it just like, yeah, I learned kirtan, but so many other things like it changed from, mm-hmm. from that. So I guess that's my answer for that is like, yeah. I'm a vegetarian, <laughs> which I never, and it wasn't something I tried to do or yeah. I didn't do it for a diet or mm-hmm. cause somebody said it was better. Yeah. Plus I'd already been, in yoga therapy and yoga, where many mm-hmm. teachers and yoga paths say, eat, sattvic, don't eat right. animals, Ayurveda, all this stuff. So, and Ayurveda doesn't say be vegetarian. But right. Ayurveda is very much what heals your body. So mm-hmm. anyway, all those people, even some teachers in my yoga therapy program said kind of, you must be vegetarian. And yeah. I was like, it just wasn't. Um, anyway, so internally, mm-hmm. It, connected was, to it the was changed calm. like yeah. from inside and not something I decided to do. And I never um, thought about it again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a willpower thing. Yeah. It was like an internal change. So I don't know if that counts. I changed yeah. my mind about it.
1: Well, that happened the same to me. <laughs> a little different, but inside, yeah. yeah. But it was like my body like, no, that's not for you.
2: Yeah. yeah know, it,
1: was very very, it was very surprising. Yeah. Well, you connected to the calm. How did you call it? Calm consciousness? Calm. How do
0: I what? How do I connect to calm awareness? Calm, calm awareness. How, How do I reach it, yeah. calm
1: awareness? I, I'm saying that you connected to calm awareness. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. just
0: internal voice told me. hmm Beautiful.
1: Yeah. Next question is, what is something you didn't think you could do and you did? Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I guess some memories are coming up of like, you know, when you, when you feel like you really are going through something deep emotionally mm. like, and then you're like, how am I gonna ever not feel this way? Mm-hmm. But then, then looking back on those moments now, you're like, oh, I don't feel that anymore. Yeah. So I think sometimes we're like we're in deep pain, whatever mm-hmm. it's caused by deep emotional pain or deep chaos in your yeah. life, and you're like, how am I going to do this? Or like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: how am I never? How am I not gonna feel this like this? And then, then, then now I don't. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I don't know. Did I ever think I wouldn't get through something? I'm sure there's been times where I was just like, yeah, you kind of are like. Is this my new normal? Is this pain? Mm-hmm. So, but we, but we do. Yeah. We we don't feel it anymore. We 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 grow and move past. But I think in those, in the thick of something, yeah. like heartbreak or, Trump, some kind of disappointment. You're just like, yeah. yeah. But we uh, we grow and move. I totally know
1: what you're talking about. Of course. Um, what gives you hope?
0: I guess. Um, I mean, faith faith, and trust in the divine plan, that mm-hmm. it's not my will anyway, gives me hope. Um, beautiful. I, I, yeah, I it's just, beautiful. To trust that I'm being guided and there's a bigger plan that I'll never understand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even when I'm disappointed or upset or things hurt or um, things aren't for me that I wanted, mm-hmm. um, what gives me hope is... Um, you know, I don't. I don't exactly know what curriculum my soul signed up for in this life. Yeah. Um. What karmas I'm here to balance, and those lessons are going to come. Mm-hmm. So whether consciously I want something, but it isn't a lesson for me, or the lesson is not to have it. Mm-hmm. So, hope is remembering that. Um. I. D- I don't exactly know what curriculum my soul signed up for, but I am here to balance that energy. Mm-hmm. To balance these karmas. So that kind of is a. I bring that thought in when. Yeah. something that I, when I need it and it's all for us and not against us yeah mm-hmm. trust in the divine plan yeah. beautiful <laughs> <laughs> And
1: last question what are you curious about right now?
0: well, this question this word is in my field lately. Mm-hmm. I've been actually using the word curious re- really recently. So I lead new moon ceremonies mm-hmm. um, online and in person every new moon and part of the new moon ceremony, a main, a major part of it is, um, writing down your wishes and turning them into culpas or Mm heartfelt desires. Um, and so we, sometimes we're like, I have no idea how I'm going to get this. And that's part of it is like, do you believe you could have it?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So say I write down, oh, I'm, you know, going to own a home in Encinitas, California. Like now what I'm saying is like when that doubt comes up or like a question, I say, I am so curious how this is going to happen. Mm. So, like for me, curious is like expanding me. Mm-hmm. It's really an expansive like prompt for myself. And I and it feels a lot better than it's expansive versus contracting. Yeah. So I'm literally curious about everything lately, but it's yeah. been in my like practice and in my mind, my field for like recently, like changing things. Mm-hmm. Like still talking, I have some. Some friends, we check in every day. We meditate together or we check in after a meditation. Like we give each other like a candle emoji, Mm -hmm. meaning we just meditated. So we're like sadhana buddies. And so she's like, you know – I'm so curious how I'm going to fill this retreat. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so curious where these 10 women are going to come from to fill this I retreat. So instead of going like, Oh, I'm so worried about these, where, where are we yeah. going to get signups? It's like, I'm so curious how I'm going yeah. to buy a home in Encinitas. Or I'm so curious how mm-hmm. I'm going to meet like my future beloved and then husband. And don't lose the light. <laughs> right. It's staying curious, <laughs> honestly. So I'm literally curious about it all. Oh. Most likely my Sankalpas, my heart's felt oh, desires. Wow. I'm so curious how they're going to show up in my life because, mm-hmm. um, Usually, it's better than what I wrote down,
2: mm-hmm. which, Definitely. which is
0: something to remember when I'm, like, contracting yeah. over not having something that I want. Contracting in fear. What I look back happen. on is I think all my culpas end up
1: better. Definitely. So I am
0: honestly curious about... Everything, and especially my sankalpas, like how they're going to manifest in my life. I'm yeah. so curious about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that answer so, so, uh-huh. so much. Thank you for that. I'm taking that with me. Yes. Yeah, st-
1: seriously. I love it. Be curious. Yeah. It helps. It helps. And it actually changes mm-hmm. the whole energy of it. Definitely. Like, because instead of thinking like it's not going to happen, like oh, yeah. I'm, I'm worried that it's not going to happen. You're like, it I'm is going to so happen. so curious how this is going to come my way. Yeah. And it may not be the way you thought. Right. I love it. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, Mary, thank you so so much. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. And I would love for you to sing for us. You have okay. such a beautiful voice, <laughs> and you're just singing like while you're walking,
0: while you're in the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom? Was I singing in the bathroom? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So I mean, it would be a perfect way to end. Okay, let's let's um, sing a little here. Hare Krishna.
1: Thank you so so much. Thank you. Now after this time to nurture your mind and your spirit we invite you to take a moment to consider others. A kind wish might come to mind. Know that what we learn becomes more valuable when we apply it and share it with others. So share this episode on Instagram stories tag Yandara and I or share with a loved one so that more people can benefit from it. Our hope is that the search will lead you home to who you already are, to what was always there. We'll be back next week with more inspiration, honest conversation, and insight into the energetic world around us. Thank you for listening and watching.